Welcome to One Heart, One Mind, a podcast of the Nampa, Idaho South Stake to inspire and give hope in our efforts to build Zion. And now your host, Kim Keller. Well, hello and welcome to the Nampa South Stake One Heart, One Mind Nampa podcast. My name is Kim Keller and I am blessed to be here today with six amazing young people who go to Nampa uh, with the Skyview Seminary. And so they are seminary council. And we're glad to have you here. So I want to take a few minutes, just first of all, to have you guys introduce yourselves. Tell us uh, who you are and uh, what you do on the seminary council. So I'm going to start to my left over here. My name is Taylor Hughes, and I'm a part of the seminary council. Um, One of my roles on there is I post things on social media to let the students know what's going on. Perfect. Welcome. Hi, I'm Melina Nelson, and I am the president of the Seminary Council. Great to have you here, Melina. Hi, I'm Camden, um, Camden Carter, and I don't really have a specific role uh, in the Seminary Council, but one thing we're working on right now is um, we're reaching out to less active um, members of, of Skyview Seminary and trying to encourage participation. Hi, I'm Joseph Tuft, and um, I'm a member of the Skyview Seminary Council. I'm Allie Levitt, and I am also a member of the Skyview Seminary Council. My name is Olivia Taylor, and I am a member of the Skyview Seminary Council. You have all very well stated that you're on the Seminary Council. Glad to have you here, whatever you do, but we need to know a little bit more. So we're going to dig a little deeper. We're going to start with really serious questions. Okay, I just want to know from the depth of your heart, what kind of food do you like to eat? Are you like a, you know, is there a certain uh, type of food from another country that you like? Or just tell us a little bit. What's, what's your thing? Let's start over here. Yeah. Um, I really like Italian food. I love the noodles and the, just all of it. It's my favorite. Have you ever made your own noodles before? I have not. I just, nope, I have never done that. <laughs> That's all right. Now, do you ever venture into things like uh, wheat noodles? No. Okay, yeah, because yeah, some people just like all those different crazy types of noodles. I just wonder where you're at. I love it all. Perfect. Good, good, good. Allie. Um, I enjoy Chinese food. My family and I like to go to Hong Kong, but I mostly just eat the rice and the chicken. Yes. Have you ever had a fortune cookie that you felt really good about? Uh, yeah, I have one on the back of my phone. Actually, it says the coming week shall bring you much happiness. What brings you much happiness? The coming week. The coming week. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Do you read that on the Sabbath? Oh, yeah. That's perfect. Yes. Good, good, good. Joseph. Um... So I'm half Puerto Rican, and so my mom is Puerto Rican, and I love her Puerto Rican dishes that she makes. Is there a favorite Puerto Rican dish that you like? Um, probably Thanksgiving turkey, um, made Puerto Rican style is is pretty great. That's awesome. Perfect. Camden. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I grew up in in Seattle, so we had like a lot of seafood and that kind of stuff there. Um, so really, anything with with seafood, like crab, um, shrimp, sushi, I'm a big fan of all of that. 
What's uh, so sushi? Tell me a little bit. Do you like it in the rolls? Do you like the sashimi thing? What, what's your thing? Yeah, yeah. Rolls are probably just because I've had them the most, and that kind of thing. I think they're the most accessible. Do you like salmon? Yeah, yeah. The I think the best salmon I've ever had was I, I had a friend who he he took a trip up to Alaska and they brought back fresh salmon and it was it was really good. Wonderful. Good. Hi, Melina. You have been laughing. Sorry. It's okay. We love the laughter. It's good to see. <laughs> Tell us what, uh, what what you like. Um, I also like sushi. Lots of sushi. Do you, do you go to like the sushi bars to eat or do you just yes. go? Have you been to that Chinese buffet over there by the, um, by the, uh, oh, by the axe throwing place? What's that theater over uh, there? Oh, the real theater? The real theater. Have you been to that place? It's like there's all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff to eat I've been there. there once, but it gave me a bad stomach ache, so oh. I haven't been there again. We might have to clip that out. <laughs> I don't know if we know the owner, but we might have to change that to something like, um, it gave me a temporary unpleasant. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Okay, Taylor. Um, I'd have to go with Libby on this one. I like Italian food, but I also like burgers, so there's a mix there. <laughs> okay, now, the red sauce or white sauce? I didn't ask uh, Olivia that. Red sauce or white sauce? What's your favorite? White sauce. White sauce. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. All right. Yeah. Olivia? I'm not a big fan of spaghetti, which is, like, Italian, but so I'm going to have to go with the white sauce, too. Okay. Very good. Very good. Good to hear it. Well, now I feel like we know a little bit better, a little bit more what you do. So let's start. Melina, tell us what, in your understanding, what the Seminary Council does. I think the Seminary Council is mainly responsible to help the youth come closer to Christ. That's part of our um, purpose statement in seminary that we read every time we come into seminary is that we are there to help the youth understand and rely on their Savior, Jesus Christ. So that's that's the main focus about what we do. We also plan um, seminary hot dog day or the summer seminaries. So all the the things, the events that we have, we make sure they that people come, that it's advertised, that the youth know what we're doing and why we're doing it, and it's to come to Christ. I really like that, to come to Christ, because really that's what, they don't know all the things. That drives you just to say, here are activities that we believe in Christ, and we want you to come and join us. And that kind of is a vision which helps lead you to various decisions and activities. Is that right? Is that yeah. what you Yeah. Tell me some more, What? What? Uh, Taylor, what things do you do? You think you you said that you do uh, the social media part of it. How does that help people? I mean, this is a new thing. We didn't grow up with social media when I was a kid. How do you uh, help bring Christ through social media? Um, Well, we actually just initiated a challenge for um, people to post on their Instagram story of a scripture that they, like, that touched them. Um, And if you actually tag in your Instagram story. If you tag Skyview underscore seminary, which is our seminary Instagram page, um, I can post it onto the seminary Instagram page so everybody can see it. And I think that's a great way to just spread um, happiness and joyfulness, especially through this hard time uh, for many students. So I think that's just a great way to keep everybody connected in a way. Um, yeah. That's awesome. It's isn't it? Are you guys noticing that things like Instagram, Facebook, all that, can sometimes be filled with a lot of negativity? How do you find that you can use Instagram? I love this example. Are there other similar things you can do with Instagram or social media to help lift rather than pull people down? 
Joseph, go ahead. Um, I don't actually have Instagram or any social media. So, Joseph, you don't use social media. What ways do you use to be able to help bring people to Christ and get the word out to them? I think the most effective way when we don't have social media and when we can't, like, um, make one post and share it with uh, hundreds of people, I think the best way to to share the love of Christ is through our example and through our countenance. And so by um, um, aligning my actions with what Christ would want me to do, I find it useful to in, in sharing the gospel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just to like add on to, to what Joe is saying. Um, in in addition, I think that like it, it it's important to like, make use of like the little individual moments that that you have, uh, like little opportunities to you know do service or connect with with somebody. Um, whether it's you know just reaching out and talking to somebody you ha- you haven't in a while, um, letting them know that that you care, um, that you know you you see them as a fellow son and daughter of of God. Thank you. Any thoughts down there? Yeah, go ahead, Olivia. Um, as someone who has social media, I like what Camden said, um, and Joe said that to like align your actions with what Christ would want. Um, I think that something that we should do as people who have social media is just kind of like put yourself in positions to um, not see the bad things. Like there are a lot of negative things on social media. So like follow the good accounts that you can follow that you can follow and just um, try to be the best example you can by um, doing what you should be doing on social media. Yeah, also like posting uh, good, wholesome things and things that kind of bring people joy on social media, kind of posting that stuff to help to like, I don't know, help them see like what kind of person you are and like uh, show an example to others. Like, yeah. I love that. Thank you, Allie and and Olivia. Those are two great comments and approaches to to social media. Some of us just... We're not raised in this. And I know when I look at it, at it and start scrolling through, it, it can take your attention quickly and, and it can take you off in a, in a very negative place, a very negative feeling. And really it becomes the duty, doesn't it? Of, uh, well, let me say it this way. How do you see your responsibility as a follower of Christ to help bring people together in this platform or, or others? Yeah, I think just like... Um in in general um like you know jesus said blessed are the peacemakers so i think it's you can take it as a responsibility as a disciple of christ um to strive to to exercise kindness and and not judge people based on on what you see because what you see of people isn't you know an accurate representation of who they are as a whole um and only only heavenly father can see that so i think it as a disciple it's important to try and treat everyone with with the same kindness and respect that that Jesus would. That was Camden. Thank you, Camden. Now, during this whole coronavirus COVID thing, and uh, has it changed your sociality? I mean, for example, I don't know, but my kids, a couple of them just left being teenagers and now they're doing non-high school things. But being together with groups of friends was a big part of their life. They would do group dates, group activities. Have you seen that change at all with the COVID-19 pandemic? Um, I think for a 
like the first three like when it was really bad and everybody was kind of getting scared about it um there wasn't a lot of group dates going on even like for me too um but now it's kind of back to normal everything's opened back up and so we've kind of just proceeded to keep doing those fun things with our friends and continue continuing to be social because that's what we thrive on thank you yeah i i mean i i agree agree with taylor i think stuff is is more normal now um i definitely think there still are like some differences and i know for like me and, and my friends we've a lot of our like activities and group dates and stuff have been like outside and that kind of that kind of thing just to people are able to maintain their distance and um still enjoy each other's company so that kind of stuff what did you guys miss in that time where it didn't seem normal as far as sociality goes you betcha you bet yeah we can we can just go to abcd and just cut right out so um maybe i should say it this way now that you are back in a more more normalized uh, social experience, what do you find that you missed during that time where you were uh, more separated because of the shutdown and those sorts of things? Well, one thing that was that is very different now that I took for granted earlier was now that we wear masks everywhere, like in school, um, at the grocery store, I can't just smile at people and so or like even talking to them is kind of like oh don't do that so I have to like really use my body language to make sure that people know that I am like approachable and nice and that I'm not scowling at them through my mask I'm I'm being friendly so that was something I definitely took for granted earlier that the way that I present myself it's it's harder to do now but I can still do it thank you that's a very interesting observation yeah Anybody else have something similar? Yeah, Joseph. Um, I think the number one thing that I missed during um, when we were all the way locked down and when we were only allowed out for like essentials and stuff was just seeing other people's faces. And even during online school, seeing like people's icons, it really wasn't the same as actually seeing them in person. And so um, yesterday I went back to school for the first time and just like actually being around other people um, it, it made such a big difference in um, my attitude, I guess. I was just so much happier just to see others. You know, I, I, th I think that Heavenly Father put us here to learn to become like Him by interacting with other people. You, you can't learn love unless you interact. And when He says, I and my Father are one, that's pretty symbolic of how he expects us to be, don't you think? How can we become more of one heart and one mind um, in in our lives, especially at this time? Yeah, Camden. Yeah, I think like you know, it's going back to what what you what you just said. Like, it's about the human connection and um, like look, interacting with other people and seeing them. Um, and like seeing who who they are and, and what what they're striving um, for and understanding that we all have similar struggles and you know similar wants and needs because um, I think if you're able to you know connect with other people and empathize with them uh, you're you're a lot closer to to like being one 
Olivia, you, you nodded your head on that. Yeah, I just like what you said um, t- um, about understanding other people's struggles because um, I believe that we're all going through something and when we can talk about it with other people, it's it's harder to like like text someone, oh, I'm struggling, can we talk about it? Um, but when you can have like actual in-person conversations, it's really like what Camden said, um, easier to empathize with them and um, go through like they can talk about their struggles and you can help them and, and vice versa. And I think that's really effective. Yeah, great. Thank you. What are some of the, the, uh, the things you'd like to see happen in seminary this year? One thing I'd really like to see is us actually being all together um, because, yeah, I mean, we're back at school in person. It's great to see um, a lot of the people who you haven't seen in a really long time, um, but it's not everybody and you're not seeing all the people that you have missed. And so I think that I'm that's what I want to see, um, especially us being seniors. You know, this is like the last time we all get to be together. And so. Um, I really miss that in a seminary aspect also because that's when I saw a lot of my friends with seminary. And so that's one thing I would like to see. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Kind of I heard earlier, t- taking things for granted, to, to be able to say, just please let me be with people again. That's we, we forget how powerful it is when it's taken away from us, don't we? Any other goals or, or things you hope to see happen this year in seminary? Yeah, go ahead, Olivia. Um, something that I would like to see is um, us as a high school seminary community coming together as like a community, um, because when we're in seminary, especially with this like weird hybrid model that we're going through, we have like twenty minutes of actual gospel learning time um, during class, and I would like to see um, people really using that time to focus on the gospel and focus on the spirit, but also coming together and focusing like with their classmates um, and having a more like range of class discussions because that ultimately like personally helps my testimony when I can hear other people's testimonies about everything. So That's great. Yeah, thank you. What are some of the things that through the years of seminary, because maybe there's a... Maybe there's someone who's not uh, attending seminary now, or they aren't old enough yet. What are some of the things that maybe you've learned through the years uh, from seminary that have helped strengthen you as a person? Yeah, Melina. The seminary teachers do love you, and they want you to learn. They aren't just hyper-excited people. They actually are instructors of the spirit that want you to learn and at first that was it was hard to understand why they were so energetic in the morning like my first period of high school was seminary and they were like so energetic to meet you and all that but now I realize I'm the same way now I'm so energetic to see the people and I want them to I I crave for them to understand what I understand from seminary the things that I've learned I want them to learn so that's why they're so excited that's why I get so excited um, and if you take the time to understand why they're doing what they're doing, they're being led by the Spirit to teach you, then you'll be able to feel it and you'll be able to see that you can become like that too. You can be so excited to teach other people about the gospel because it's seriously 
one of the most amazing feelings when someone understands that their Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ love them. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. Cam. Yeah, going off, off what Melina said, I, I think it, it is a really powerful um, affirm, affirmation to, to know that you know, Jesus Christ is your Savior and he, he loves you, uh, to know that you know he knows who you are, um, he cares about you, and he, he wants you to succeed. And um, to, to have that knowledge, is, it's inspiring and I, I, it makes me want to be a, a better person, a better better disciple. Thank you. Yeah, Joseph. Um, I know for me, um, throughout the years of seminary, we the the teachers have told us repeatedly that um, the most important thing that they can teach us isn't um, anything really specific about the gospel, but um, a habit of daily scripture study. And I've seen in my life as I've increased my habit of daily scripture study and the quality of scripture study that I do, um, I've seen it easier to bear my testimony and it easier to feel the spirit and um, easier to empathize with others. Um, and just my whole life has improved since um, I've been able to create that habit and I want to see other people also create that habit and and have those um, blessings come to their life as well yeah I really really agree with what what Joe said because um, there's been times where um, people have expressed questions or doubts um, and I've I've been able to reference a, a scripture um, that like a verse that, that came to mind um, I think think that brings in, in the spirit really strongly and a lot better than, than I can do do with my own words. So I, I agree that like scripture study is um, something that's really, really important and can be really useful um, as, you're, as you're going throughout your, your life. That's great. I, uh, as a father, um, I've, I learned uh, quite a while ago that the two biggest goals I have for my kids is Number one, they know when they leave the house that their their parents love them. Number one, they just have to know that no matter who they are, what they become, what they do, we love them as parents. And and number two, if they can leave the house having uh, a, a remembrance and having the experience of feeling the Spirit in their life. Because if they have that, if our friends have that, if we can take that with us into the hard world that's ahead of us, we know where we can turn back to when times get difficult. And we know we've got somebody who loves us when times get difficult. Uh, to, to me, as a parent, that became evident that probably the two most important things I can do for my kids. Any thoughts on those things? Yeah, Taylor. Uh, ever since I was a little freshman, um, I always thought seminary was a place to, it was just like a break from school. There was always a different feeling when I walked in the building. And that's, I've always been grateful for that feeling just because you know, sometimes it's hard to keep the spirit with you when you're at school because you're surrounded by people who aren't the same uh, faith as you and, you know, they don't treat you like, you know, um, how people in seminary treat you or your seminary teachers. Um, and so sometimes it's hard to keep the spirit with you, but um, going to seminary and um, getting that spirit or you get the spirit when you were in seminary, if you were um, doing your part, you can always, it's always easier for me to keep it when I'm at school. Um, and be kinder to those around me. And so I've always just appreciated that about seminary. Awesome. Great. 
Well, okay, let's go a little bit, let's do a little bit of a lightning round here. So, um, in just a couple words, what are your biggest concerns today? Let's start with Taylor. Uh, I think one of my biggest concerns, especially with this whole pandemic, is I've noticed a lot of um, people just not getting the social aspect that they need in their lives, and so it kind of brings them down. And um, I worry about some of my friends who, you know, sometimes struggle because they don't get that social aspect. So that's one of my biggest concerns. <laughs> I have a lot of concerns, but the biggest one is for my siblings right now. They're going through online school and half in school, half not. And watching them struggle is really hard and I don't really know how to help them. So it's it's been difficult. But also the whole coronavirus was, I don't want to say it was a good thing, but it, it was a blessing for my family because we became closer as a family um, doing sacrament meeting in the home. I have a brother who, it was his first time saying the sacrament prayers, was in our home, and then my other brother would pass the sacrament. And it was, it was a testimony builder because we felt the spirit together as a family and we grew together as a family. But just watching them struggle through the other parts are very difficult. So those are my concerns. Yeah, good. Thank you. Camden. Yeah, for me, it's kind of echoing Taylor here. Um, you know, I I th think I'm concerned about um, lack of connection that a, a lot of people and a lot of youth have um, right now. So we're safeguarding people's lives. Um, and I, I think you can take a spiritual aspect, too, that, you know, it's, it's hard as we're not Know, gathering together as, as members of a church um, as often as we used to and so you're having um, you're not having as many spiritual spiritual moments so I think it's in, um, important to to be maintaining your your testimony and doing things to strengthen it since we don't have as many um, group moments right now um, my biggest concern right now would be um, taking a break from interaction with the spirit and interaction with the gospel, because I know throughout the whole pandemic churches have closed and, and we didn't have seminary. And, um, I'm concerned that, uh, and we have the come follow me in our home. So, so we are getting that, um, the gospel in our life still, but I'm concerned that some, some people it's not going to be, it's not going to be the same in every family. And so I'm concerned that, uh, People will be will be taking a break unintentionally, but taking a break from the spirit and that closeness in our lives that is necessary for us. Um, and and I don't want people to draw away from God's light. And so, so that would be probably my biggest concern. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, Ellie. Um, I really like what Joe said because sometimes since we're not like all being, we're just kind of like having to stay at our houses and stuff. Um, it's kind of been a struggle for me to like how to to be more motivated to uh, be like continuing learning the gospel and um, kind of it. I've had like a like a low motivation to do stuff, and I worry about other people uh, that also have like a low motivation, and it kind of worries me because it just you know brings you down, and it. Um, you can't really, yeah, I don't know, like, 
Um, it's just, it's just really hard. Uh, you're you're not alone. That that motivation thing is hard for people. Uh, Ali, what 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 do you do, Allie, to help you overcome that? And your experience could be helpful for lots of people. Um. I don't know. I felt like when I um, kind of talked to like my parents or my older sister, it really helped me to kind of um, get out of it when I uh, just kind of talk to people and just get off my chest and tell them what I'm going through. And it kind of helps me like they since they're there to help me, um, they kind of help me. Uh, um, kind of get motivated and get out of that, um, whatever, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, those, those ruts of life, right? Yes. Thank goodness we have people that we can we can talk to. Yeah. Uh, Olivia, what are some of your thoughts? I am concerned about technology today, um, especially with a lot of the downtime that us teenagers have um, because we're not able to to really get out and do much. Um, a lot of it is used on the phone or the computer or whatever, or whatever we have. And I'm, I'm concerned about kids using it in the wrong way or, um, getting caught up in the bad things with technology because it's so like, it's so evident in our lives. And it's one thing that's like just up there with things that we do, like social media is just with people who have it. It's like an everyday thing. And I just am concerned that people, could get, um, could start doing the wrong things on social media. So that's one of my concerns. You know, there's been an amazing theme just asking you guys this question, and heightened by by COVID nineteen is just this necessity of having uh, of a, having an ability to help other people come together and to come to the right place to be able to be lifted. You know, you bring up, Olivia, that social media is a scary place for people to go hang out, right? And and Allie's talking about how important and vital it is to have parents and siblings to be able to share her thoughts and concerns with. And, uh, and what I love is seeing this group here is you're already thinking the way that we should be thinking as followers of Christ. You're already thinking about becoming one by by good social interaction by sharing Christ with others. And indeed, that's probably the best way for us to lift one another and to lift ourselves is to continue in this path of, of listening to other people's needs, sharing when we're feeling weak with people that we trust. I have a final question. I am concerned about the same things that you guys are concerned about. How do we help those who may not have seminary? who may not have a class or a quorum, or an older brother or sister or a parent. How can we help those? And if there's somebody out there listening who feels alone, how can we help them? How can we give them hope? And this question is open to, to anybody. Yeah, Melina. I think one of the best ways to help other people um, is to know that they are important and that what they're going through is real, their trials, it, they are real. And so being there for them 
whether it's physically, if we're at school, or um, through social media, using the social media in a good way, calling them. If you feel prompted, like from the spirit, to call them, text them, be there for them, help them know that you are there for them because they are important to you. That is the best way to be um, for them. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with Melina. Um, I think everybody wants to, to feel loved and feel, feel like they belong. Um, and so I, I think it's important to, to be someone uh, to, to people that you're, you're there to support them through um, whatever they're going through. I'm I, to, to be somebody like like Ali, Ali's uh, rel- relatives um, who, you know, if, if someone's struggling with something that you, you can be there to um, offer advice or help in whatever way. And I think knowing that you, you have somebody that cares about you and is willing to help you um, is, is really powerful. Uh, I think another really important thing to remember is if you're when you're feeling alone is um, Christ has given us the atonement um, and he suffered the same things that we are suffering. So if you ever feel alone, I always like to remind myself that there's always a person and somebody that's with you who has gone through the same exact thing. And he's always there if you pray for him to be there. And it always has comforted me when I feel like I'm alone. Thank you. Wonderful. Yeah, go ahead, Olivia. One thing that has personally really helped me a lot when I'm going through a trial or struggling through something is that God has a plan for me, and he wouldn't give me anything that I couldn't handle. And, like, when I'm when I'm going through something, I just have to, to take a step back and just remember that, that he has a plan for me, and, and it's ultimately going to work out. And I think that if people can just really like rely on on heavenly father and jesus christ um and really put their put their life in their hands and they will see their hands in that person's life and um i know that to be true because i have had so many personal experiences with it that's great oh goodness thank you well we have been blessed to to be with you your thoughts are are amazing you're you guys are mature you're, you're, you're ready. You're ready for the world because you're taking out to them some knowledge, some, some understanding, some uh, your fears are, are real, but you have an answer for them. And that's what we want to be able to share with people. So thank you to the Seminary Council today. I, I, again, I had with us, uh, we had Taylor Hughes, we had Melina Nelson, Camden Carter, Joe Tuft, Allie Levitt, and Olivia Taylor. It was awesome to have you all here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to One Heart, One Mind. We hope that you have felt inspiration and hope in moving towards Zion. As always, thank you, and may the Lord bless you. Thank you so much for listening to One Heart, One Mind, Nampa. Our hosts are the amazing overseer Kim Keller and lovely Lindy Bauer. President Keller's right arm is our project director and podcast announcer Casey Maddox. Our front line is the ever-ready Rachel Bauer to direct the site recording. A big thanks to Michelle Lundgren, who is the Backbone Project Manager for us and keeps us all together. Our contact man to coordinate communications clearly is John Freeman. Our technical life is given by Jesus Gomez, the key grip and podcast editor, and Don Ricker, the platform manager. Not to mention, they both provide plenty of behind-the-scenes good humor for our happiness.